And this morning I want to minister a message called Emmanuel, God is with us or God with us. If you open your Bibles this morning to the book of John and we look at John chapter 1 verses 1 through 5 and then we'll look at verse 14. In John 1, 1 it says, In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him and without Him was not anything that was made. Verse 4, In Him was life and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. Notice with me, in the beginning was the Word. Pre-Bethlehem, the Word existed. Then on that glorious day, in verse 14, it says, And the Word was made flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten, full of grace and full of truth. Oh, thank God that Jesus came to this earth. In God was life and in Christ was life. And he said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Glory to God. The bread of life was born in the house of bread, Bethlehem. And we are partaking of the bread of life this morning. He said over in Matthew 4, he says, Man will not live by bread alone, but man shall live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Oh, thank God for the life that is in the word of God. Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. These words in this Bible are addressed to your recreated human spirit. It is food for your soul. It is food for your spirit. It is medicine to all your flesh. It is pure. It is perfect. It will convert the soul. It will change your mind. It will transform you. It will put you on the right path of life. Oh, thank God for the good, good word of God that came from the house of bread. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, all of this was prophesied over in Isaiah chapter 7. And I believe it's found in verse 14. It says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name. Everyone say Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Oh, Emmanuel. Praise the Lord. Now you're familiar with what we call the Christmas story. Mary was a young girl from Nazareth. She was betrothed to a man by the name of Joseph. But before they consummated the relationship, she came up pregnant while a virgin by the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph was a little bit confused. And so he said, well, I'll just 
put her away secretly. I'll put her away privately. But an angel showed up and gave Joseph just the word that he needed to hear. And the word was, don't be afraid. That which was conceived in her was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Don't be afraid to take Mary for your wife. And then we pick it up in Matthew chapter 1, verses 22 and verse 23. I want you to read this with me. Ready? Read. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was prophesied by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted, God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. God is the Almighty One, but He is also Emmanuel. He is the Most High God, but He is also the Most Nigh God. He exists outside of time and of space, but He is also God, Emmanuel, with us. He entered into time and space over 2,000 years ago in a tiny village outside of Jerusalem called Bethlehem. He was the long-promised Emmanuel sent by God to save His people and usher in a new kingdom. Glory to God. And if you're born of God, you are now in that kingdom. For you have been delivered from the power of darkness, and you have been translated into the kingdom of His dear Son. You are a child of the King. You are a King's kid. A new kingdom has come. A new King, hallelujah, is on the throne of our lives. Now in Philippians, the Bible says that He humbled Himself. In Philippians, I believe it's chapter 2 and verse 6, it says this, that... Let's pull it up. Who being in the form of God, uh, God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. And he was made in the likeness of men. Oh, hallelujah. God put on skin. <laughs> he became touchable. He became approachable. Think about this. The omnipresent one downsized to the confines of a human womb. The omnipotent one became a helpless baby that needed to be fed, needed to be nursed, and needed to be burped. The omniscient one had to learn reading, writing, and arithmetic. He became nothing in a sense so that you and I could be something. In 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, For He, God, made Him, Jesus, who knew no sin, hallelujah, to be made sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. He took our sinfulness so that we could receive His righteousness. And when you receive His righteousness, brothers and sisters, your days of condemnation are over with. 
your days of trying to approach God through religious ritualism are over with. He says those that are righteous can come boldly to the throne of grace and they can receive their needs met because they have right standing with me. And that's good news. That was one of the best things I learned as a young Christian way back in the 70s when I was just getting off of heroin, just getting through treatment, getting off of drugs and alcohol. I had so much condemnation in my life for what I was and what I used to be. But when I found in the Word of God that I am now a new creation in Christ Jesus, that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, I discovered I'm not what I used to be. I am now a child of God. I am now an heir of God. I am now a joint heir with Jesus Christ. When I looked into the perfect law of liberty and saw who Christ was and who I was in Christ, it has set me free and has kept me free for over 45 years. To God be the glory and there is nothing that you can do about God loving you he loves you his hand is upon you praise God so some of you need to stop looking in the rear view window and let the past go yesterday ended last night today is a new day today is the day that the Lord has made it's time to rise up as sons it's time to rise up as daughters and be who we were created to be shout of me I am in right standing with God the best part of Christmas is not the presence that we receive, but the presence of God with us. That's why I love coming together as a church. We have this corporate anointing that takes place. The praises go up. The worship goes up. The songs go up. And the presence of God fills our very being. The Spirit of the Lord is among us. The Spirit of the Lord is upon us. There is nothing like the presence of God. And you do not have to wait till Sunday morning to experience the presence of God. You can get up in the morning and say, Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. You can lift up your voice. You can lift up your hands. And you can give God praise. He'll get in the chair with you. He'll get in the car with you. He'll get on BART with you. He'll drive with you on the freeway. Oh, hallelujah. He's an ever-present help in our time of distress, in our time of trouble. He is Emmanuel. He is God with us. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. A.W. Tozar said this, that most Christians are theological Christians. He said they're attempting the impossible. He said they're attempting the impossible. They're trying to be happy without a sense of the presence of God. The greatest gift God gives us is the present of presence. He said, I will never leave you. I will be with you always, even to the end of the world. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 and 6, what a great verse of Scripture. Notice with me it says, Let your conduct be without covetousness, and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave you, 
One translation says, I will never leave you without support. Another translation says, I will not, I will not, I will not relax my hold on you, assuredly not. The one that led songs for Billy Graham said this, God's grip, don't slip. Amen. Now notice with me in verse 6, that we may boldly say, notice in the testimony, how that Mike and May inserted the principle of believing and saying. Well, because he will never leave us nor forsake us, you and I have the privilege of boldly saying something. And this is something that we should be saying on a regular basis. Say it with me. The Lord is my helper. One more time. The Lord is my helper. Then he said, I will not fear. What can man do to me? So there are three relationships that I want to talk to you about this morning. I'm not going to talk all day. And somebody said, thank the Lord. Amen. But there are three relationships that we have with God. Number one, God with us. God with us. Isaiah chapter 41. Notice with me in verse 10. He said, fear not, for I am with you. Don't be afraid to go to Macy's. I'll tell you right right now, Brenda Raleen Edwards Thomas has no fear of going to Macy's. But there are some people now that are fearful of going to Nordstrom, going to Macy's, going to jewelry stores because of the spirit of lawlessness that is loose in the earth. Now understand this, that just as we stand on God's word that no plague shall come nigh our dwelling, we also declare there shall no evil befall us. Now understand, these men and these women, these boys and these girls that are committing these acts of lawlessness, they're not our enemies. We've identified who our enemy is. We know who's behind it. It's the enemy who walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. You need to determine in your life, in your family, and those around you, I'm a may not. Come on, try that on now for size. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm a may not. He may not devour me. So what I highly recommend every day when you get up in the morning, as you go your way, take the name, as Brenda was talking about, as we were singing about, take the name which is above every name. And in the name of Jesus, Plead the blood of Jesus over your day. Plead the blood of Jesus in all of your way. Everywhere you go, every step you take, everyone you meet, in the name of Jesus, you're always in the right place at the right time, doing the right things with the right people. You've been authorized. And Jesus gave you authority here on this earth that whatever you bind on earth he backs you up that's part of him being with you so don't be afraid of the terror by night nor for the arrow that flies by day don't be afraid of all the evil that is in this world get your mind off of the evil and get your mind over on the goodness of God The Bible says where sin abounds, the grace of God 
will much more abound. I'm living over on the grace side. I'm not thinking about, I'm not talking about how bad it is. I'm thinking about, I'm talking about, I'm praying about how good God is and how He's able to change it through the church. And drive your, enjoy your drive home. God bless you. He said, fear not. I'm with you. Be not dismayed. I'm your God. I will strengthen you. I'll help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. You know, if he's upholding all things by the mighty word of his power, that includes you. That includes your babies. That includes your business. That includes our city. Come on, somebody. Help a brother preach. So number one, say it me, God is with us. Number two, God is for us. God's for you. Psalm 118, verse 6, it says this, The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man can do unto me. You know, I grew up Catholic in the city of Minneapolis, Minnesota, and in the winter we played a lot of basketball, in the summer we played baseball, in the fall we played football. But basketball was my sport. And sometimes we got in a situation where we'd have pickup games, we'd have to pick sides. I always wanted the biggest and the baddest. (laughs) Baddest mean goodest. I got to thinking, if I could just get that guy on my side... We're going to go undefeated. Hallelujah. Well, you have the undefeated one on your side. He could not be defeated. He will not be defeated. He is the victor. He is the captain of your salvation. And he's on your team. He's on your side. And he's pulling for you. Romans 8.31 says this. What shall we then say to these things. Are there some things that we need to speak to? What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, I need a little bit more spizzerinctum. If God be for us, who can be against us? (laughs) Who can be our foe If God is on our side. Someone else said it like this. With God on our side like this, how can we lose? You got a superstar on your side. Brother Hagin said this. If God is for us, what difference does it make who's against us? There's nothing that will ever separate you from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. If you have separated yourself from the love of God, I want you to know that He still loves you and His arms and His hands are open to you to come back to Him. That's so good. God is for you. He's for you in your midnight hour. He's for you in the hospital bed. He's for you every day of your life. Since God is for us, who could be against us? Psalm 59 says this, When I cry unto you, then shall my enemies turn back. 
This I know, for God is for me. Now what he's looking for is people that are for him. We talk a lot about, you know, the Lord is on our side, but are we on the Lord's side? And it's very difficult for us to be on the Lord's side if we're not complying with what his word says. This is how we show God that we're on our on his side when we come into agreement with what he said. And so when you realize all of the different issues that are out there in the world, we answer the world's problems by the word's answers. And if it seems foreign to you as to what the word of God says about certain situations that are in the world, you need to become more acquainted and more familiar with the word and with the kingdom principles. Folks, listen, it's easy to get confused when you listen to all those voices out there. But there's one voice we must learn to listen to. There is only one way. There's only one way. There's only one thing that is needful. And it is the voice of the Lord. It is the voice of God with us. Emmanuel. So don't allow yourself to be saturated with the spirit of this age and with the spirit of this world. Have you noticed that the world is going an opposite direction to what the kingdom of God is going? Somebody says, could you be more specific? You know. I'm not up here to meddle. I'm not up here to come against man. I'm not wrestling against flesh and blood. But we know who our enemy is. And we know what our authority is. And we know that we can take our place and we can see thy kingdom come. His will be done in the earth. Well, I think, wish everything would change out here. I wish everything would... See, these things don't happen by wishing. Change starts with me. Transformation starts with me. It starts with mind renewal. And as I get my mind renewed, and as you get your mind renewed, and we all come together praying and believing from the kingdom's perspective and from the word's perspective, things can change in this world. Somebody shout amen. Amen. Glory to God. I didn't intend to get off on that, but that's good stuff right there. Now, here's the key. Daily, like I spoke last week, every day. Daily, we must wait at his feet. Daily, we must develop a prayer life. Daily, we must petition the Lord for wisdom. Because wisdom is the very principal thing. Wisdom will bring long life into our lives. Now notice what Exodus says here in verse 22. It says, But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice. The only way we're going to be able to obey his voice is to hear his voice. 
And to hear His voice, we need to recognize His voice. And to recognize His voice, we need to spend time in His Word. And spend time communing with the Holy Spirit. Now notice this. But if you will indeed obey His voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy to your enemies. And I will be an adversary to your adversaries. What this is saying, he is against what is against you because he's for you. He's against your adversaries. He's against your enemies. Just position yourself in obedience to be a doer of God's word. And he will stand up. And he will oppose that which opposes you. Hallelujah. No wonder he said in Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon. No weapon formed against you. It's not going to prosper. Say this with me. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Because the Lord, Emmanuel, is an enemy to those weapons formed against me. Oh, I love it. Just look at it this way. There is a wall of redemption all around you. A wall of redemption. I believe it's in Psalms 103. It says that He redeems our life from what? Destruction. Now, it's very important that we learn that and we stand on that and we declare, He redeems my life. He redeemed me. He saved me. But He's still saving me today. And He'll still save me tomorrow. Now, if I'm going to walk in the protection of this wall of redemption, and if I'm going to walk in the protection of being redeemed from destruction, I cannot afford to give the devil one inch. Are you listening to me? Don't give him one inch. Why is that? Because he's looking for an opportunity. He's looking for a foothold. Somebody says, Pastor Mark, that scares me. That shouldn't scare you. That should just wise you up. A wise man and a wise woman will absolutely be very aware of the steps they take during the course of a day. And not only that, they will also be aware of who their associates are. Now, you know my testimony. I went into treatment in 1974, got out in 1975, got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. And yet, I still had a lot of old cronies or a lot of old friends. And I liked some of them, and they liked me. But I was a changed person, and they weren't. And they were still snorting, they were still shooting, they were still smoking, they were still doing everything that I used to do. So I had to make a decision. Am I going to still be a close associate with them? Somebody says, well, if you are, you could get them saved. It wouldn't work for me. 
because I was only one step out of the world and I was only one step away from going back to the shooting gallery. You understand what I'm saying? So I had to make a decision. I am not going to allow these people in my life anymore. I had to do what Jesus said. If your hand offends you, cut it off. If your eye offends you, pluck it out. Somebody said, yeah, but that's real serious stuff, Pastor. No, the enemy is looking for a foothold any way he can in your life. And it may not be through a wrong associate. It might be through the wrong influences in your life. What kind of influences are you letting in your life? What are you watching? What are you seeing? What are you spending your time on? The scripture over in Proverbs chapter 4 says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of your heart proceeds the very issues or the very forces of life. And don't ever think for one moment that you're too holy and too sanctified to be tempted. Don't overthink because you've been in the kingdom of God for 20 years and 30 years. You're beyond being tempted. He walks about as a roaring lion. But in the name of Jesus, every day, we're going to put ourselves under the spout where the goodness of God and the glory of God comes out. We're going to live holy. We're going to live sanctified. We're going to live separate. We're not going to be ugly to the world. We're going to be nice to the world. But as far as me and my house, we're going to come out from among them and we are going to be separate. Good preaching, Pastor Mark. Keep going. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus' name. Do this in Jesus' name. You can do it in Jesus' name. Yeah, but I've fallen. I've missed it. I've tripped up. Now unto Him, Emmanuel, that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the King of kings and Lord of lords. Say it with me. God with us. God for us. And God in us. Thank you, Lord. If you believe that God is for you, and if you believe that God is with you, let us give him 10 or 15 seconds of unhimited praise right now. Come on. Glory to God. 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 Hallelujah. 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 We magnify you. Glory to God. Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Give him your highest praise. Give him glory today. Give him honor. Give him praise. Glory to God. 
you have made it this far. Yeah, you've been through some floods. You've been through some storms. But God has kept you because He's for you, because He's with you. You have made it this far, and you're going to make it all the way. You're going to make it all the way. We're going to make it. We're going to go to the finish line. And our chest is going to be out like this. Boom. By the grace of God. By the grace of God. We're going to make it. Say me, I'm going to make it. Ha, ha, ha. Because I got the way maker. He made a way for me. He's making a way for me. Hallelujah. (laughs) We're going to make it. 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 Glory to God. We are going to make it. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sabrina, you're going to make it. Hallelujah. Don, you're going to make it. Glory to God. You, Mike, are going to make it. We are going to make it. Yeah. Because the Lord is our helper. We can't do this in our own strength. But oh, thank God he never told us to do it in our own strength. He told us to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Oh, hallelujah. Draw your strength from Him. Draw your powerment from Him. Oh, thank God. We are going to make it. Amen. There were times in my life, I'll be honest with you, I didn't think I was going to make it. I can remember back in 2003 when we purchased this building, the devil saying to me, you'll never ever have a service in this building ever. You're going to die young. You're not going to make it. That was about 20 years ago, and I'm 71 years old right now. I've made it this far by the grace of God, and I'm going to make it all the way. And so are you. Going to make it. (laughs) Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's right. I've had doctors give me bad reports, bad reports that could make you cry. I've been there. Many of you have been there. Many of us have been there. But oh, thank God. In our midnight hour, if we'll just offer up prayer, if we'll offer up praise, He will cause those things that would attempt to shake us to be shaken. And our bands will be loosed. And people's bands around us will be loosed. And we will be living testimonies and living trophies to the grace of Almighty God. (coughs) Shout it with me. I'm going to make it. And then lastly, God is for us. God is with us. But oh, thank God he's also in us. He's in us. He lives in us. And I will pray the Father. And He will give you another comforter. 
that he may abide with you until next Tuesday. Know that he may abide with you forever. Even the Holy Spirit, whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not, neither knows him, but you know him. For he dwells with you and he shall be in you. Paul, right into the church of Galatia, said, I've been crucified with Christ. Hallelujah. I've been crucified with Christ, but it's no longer I that live. It is Christ who lives in me. And now I'm living by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You see, before Jesus came, there were things that were veiled, that were mysteries that were unknown. But when Jesus came, the veil was taken away in Christ Jesus. And Paul wrote this to the church at Colossae in chapter 1 and verse 27. He said this, To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery. Say it with me, it's not a mystery anymore. Among the Gentiles, read the rest, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you. Christ in you. Christ in you. Christ in you. The anointed one and his anointing. Emmanuel in you. He is the hope of glory. The expectation of days of heaven upon the earth. Christ in you. So what have we said today? We've said he is Emmanuel. He's with us. Pastor Tom, go ahead. We're going to receive communion in just a few moments. He's with us. He's for us. And he's in us. So what we need to do for the rest of our lives is work on being more God-minded. Be more God-inside-minded. I just can't seem to get a hold of him. I can't seem to get a hold of him. He's right here. Stop striving. Stop being ritualistic. Stop being religious. He's in you. He's for you. And He is there to meet you right where you are at. Say with me, greater is He that lives in me than he that's in the world. Praise God. Let's give Him praise for what we've heard today. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God.